All right, welcome to episode number two of the what, what is the podcast called again, Meta Olivia? Do you remember the name? <laughs> no, the, the stories, stories we the stories no. we live the stories we the live. Stories you guys, stories we live. Okay. I I, I kind of put her on the spot. We we. We actually discussed the name for quite a while, but yes, the stories we live, real stories told in the metaverse. I actually, I have to practice that. That's why I'm saying it. Anyways, episode two, I'm curious, have you ever been scared to do something because it was new or different? I mean, even what we're doing right now is scary. Did you ever in a million years think you would be recording a podcast with goggles on your head <laughs> instead of a microphone in front of you. No, to be honest, I never really imagined myself even really doing a podcast. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Stepping into the unknown can be scary, right? Olivia, you've had some, you're going to share some of your stories. I'm going to share some of mine. In this episode, we're going to talk about that, about the times that we have personally stepped into the unknown, feeling scared and a little, uh, what would you say, Olivia? Anxious. Anxious, yes. There's a lot of feelings that come in when you step into the unknown. So with that, let's go ahead and get started on episode number two. Our topic today is talking about stepping into the unknown. And I don't know if any of you here have ever maybe had a time in your life where things weren't going according to plan or and you're just kind of left like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go to next. Has anybody ever felt that way before? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see hands up. Yes. Uh, I, I want to talk about that because I think that that's something that can be very uh, challenging for us as as people when we step into those moments of un- of uncertainty. Uh, Olivia, have you ever have you ever experienced anything like that? Oh yeah, just how long has it been now? A year since I've been with Killer B, but even yeah, I quit my job of twelve years just. Out, and it was scary. Yeah. Cause I had been there for 12 years, knew everything, um, was very comfortable. And so leaving that job was very, very scary because I had no idea, you know, how the future was going to be. It is, it is scary stepping into the unknown. And I remember back in 2010 was actually when it started for me. Uh, I worked at a company. I, if, if anybody remembers in 2010 era, uh, that was where that was when they had the economy crash. Uh, the housing market and everything went bad. And uh, me and my family actually worked at a pharmaceutical company. And my job was I was the basically the the computer geek guy. That that was the website stuff, all the server stuff, ran all that. Uh, but during the economy crash, the pharmaceutical company they did they printed magazines and it just wasn't going well. So uh, I. I lost my job. But during that time, like there was a lot of things happening that I had vision. Like we had moved our family out to this new location uh, to serve. There was a church out there. We feel like we're supposed to be a part of just volunteering. And we moved all the way out there. Uh, And then at the same time, my wife quit working to raise our son, which Arcane here, you know, he's 18 now, 18. He was like, at that time, yeah, yeah, Donuts is clapping his hands. Yeah, I know. It's like, I need to start charging him rent. Donut, do you, do you, should I charge him rent? Do you, what do you think? Should I charge him rent? No, he said no. Okay. <laughs> he said, don't charge your rent. <laughs> so, Arkane, you've got a friend. You have a friend here. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, we moved out there and, you know, my wife quit working to help raise our son. Uh, but then at the same time, I lost my job because of the economy. And during that time, what happened for me was 
I was nervous because we had already lost our house during the economy crash. We sold, we, you know, we were young, didn't know what we were doing. And we got on one of those adjustable arm things on the house and our, our house payment. I mean, we had, our, our house was like 970 square feet and we were paying like over 1200 bucks a month and it was kept going up and up and there was no way we could afford it. Uh, and we, uh, we talked to some, uh, we sought, sought out some help and they said the best thing for you to do is to get out. So we did all this, moved away to serve at this church. And then I lose my job. And I remember, I remember in the, in the car on the way home going, what the heck is going on, God? This is crazy. Like we moved out here, do all this. Everything's gone. We're going to lose this place. We just moved in this place three months ago and I'm trying to make sense out of it. And during my prayer time, or I guess it wasn't really, I guess it was prayer time. It was my frustration time. Let me be honest. It was my frustra- frustration yeah. time of God. And I was like, what the heck is going on, man? Like, I just lost everything. And you told me to move out here. What happened was he showed me, he's like, during this time, I'm going to teach you how to trust me. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? Trust you. It, it doesn't make any, it wasn't making any sense to me. So that was me. That was my first time stepping into the unknown. Uh, and it was a scary time. So before I go more about that story, what what was scary for you? You said you you, know, you walked away from a job that you've been at for 12 years. Where was you working yeah. at for 12 years? A radio station. Yeah, Christian radio station. And it was my, you know, like I grew up there, basically. One of my first jobs out of college. So, you know, been there for 12 years. And, um, yeah, for me, it was, you know, the same thing of like finances, like, how is that going to be? Because I didn't, you know, necessarily have a full-time job lined up when I quit. Um, and just like, what if I regret this decision or what if I'm like, you know, just, I tend to be someone that spirals. So, you know, I could take like tripping over an ant and turn it into me dying. Like that's just how my brain works. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, how many of you here, like when you get in a situation where things aren't clear and they don't make sense that you are, you do get a little worried and concerned. Like, uh, like what I knew of me. Yeah. I can't see donut and everything, raising yeah. your hand. And I think that that's a big thing for me, Not especially big. as, you know, as a father, you know, I'm supposed to be the provider for the family. So if, if I lose yeah. my job, like during that time, I lost my job. And again, I'm praying like, what the heck's going on? And it was, I want to teach you how to trust me. Well, here's what, here's what happened for me. You know, we lived in this little town that we moved out to, uh, didn't have, and, you know, everything that, again, we lost everything. So I go out there and this mm-hmm. is what he told me was like, I'm going to teach you how to trust me. And I'm like, I don't understand what that means. I tried to get jobs everywhere. I was always trying to get jobs. And I was hearing the thing of like, you're overqualified. Again, remember, this is during the economy crash. So nobody wanted to pay people, you know, what they were really worth because worth. every company, yeah. like, they're trying to save their money and the economy's not doing good. So that's the response I was getting. And I kept praying like, God, just give me clarity. Which way am I supposed to go? Am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do that? And I just kept going down this whole path of praying for clarity, praying for clarity and say, I need, do I take this job? Do I do this? I was working at farms. I was cleaning toilets. I was doing whatever I could do to pay the bills because unemployment wasn't cutting it. Here's what I learned. As I spent so much energy and time asking for clarity and what God showed me, what I needed was learning how to trust him. Clarity wasn't the answer. It was trust. And I was trying to wrap my mind around that uh, because what he showed me was, it's kind of hard to share with like 
in regards to the metaverse because we don't have lower bodies. <laughs> so seats aren't that important, right? But this is what he showed me. So uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. I got the wow. wow yeah. Wow. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. That's great. Um, in the real world, what he was showing me was when you walk into a room, when you see a chair, you go and sit in it without checking the legs. You trust mm -hmm. that seat that when you sit in it, it's going to hold you. God showed me that's what I want you to be like with me is that you trust me enough that when you come in and sit, you're here. Like, you know, I'm going to hold you. So things, clarity, we're not always going to have clarity when we step into the unknown. Uh, so let's go back to your story here. As you stepped into the unknown, you decided mm -hmm. to leave this job. You had some fears. What have you learned since making that step? Because I think that's the the thing we have to realize is like, we don't get to see things happen until we're willing to step through that doorway into the unknown. Then we get to see things happen that maybe we never expected or have experienced before. So what have you learned through stepping through that doorway? I think that a lot of people would say, you know, like when you're comfortable somewhere, like you just stop growing. And so I didn't realize like how much I had stopped growing, not only like, you know, in mm. my career, but like spiritually and, you know, as a person and all of that, like the growth had stopped because I was comfortable, but not necessarily happy there anymore. And so I had just become complacent and that's not me. So it was like changing me as a person as well. And so I didn't realize how much like anger and bitterness I was carrying because of that either. And so when I quit, it literally was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I felt like all of this anger and bitterness that I had, it kind of just like went away because I could breathe and I felt better. I didn't feel suffocated. Yeah, you do have to take that big leap of faith in order to grow and become the person, you know, that God wants you to be. So that's yeah. great. I love that. I love that. You know, I think that's what that's exactly what happened to us in 2010 when we made that step. It was not easy at all. I mean, it, I mean, it was by far not easy at all. I had to do things that I'm like, normally I was like, I'm not going to do this. I like driving cool cars. At that time, I had like a like a Mitsubishi Eclipse. I think it was the Gen 2, like the one that's on Fast and Furious. Love that car. Uh, yeah, when when I yeah. lost my job, the car engine blew up. I couldn't afford it. Like literally, I ended up driving this Dodge Shadow. Like an old, It was an old lady's garage. And it actually, literally, I pulled a six-foot-long snake skin out of it. I am not a <laughs> fan of snakes. And I'm like, I've got to drive this car? What the heck? But it was like, it became a blessing because I'm like, oh, my gosh, we got this car uh, for like 900 bucks, and now we can drive, you know. And during that time, uh, this is what's cool. This is what happened. You know, we're a family of three. Uh, this scripture right here became had so much more meaning and it was the scriptures in philippians 4 verses 12 through 13 12 through 13 it says i know how to live on almost nothing or with everything i have learned the secret of living in every situation whether it is uh <clears throat> whether it is with a full stomach or empty with plenty or little for i can do everything through christ who gives me strength 
we actually went through a time where this is, you know, I shared a couple weeks ago about Philippians 4, uh, 6, and all about pray about everything, not to worry about anything. This was the same time when I was learning all this. And and uh, we actually lost electricity. We couldn't afford we couldn't afford um, gas for our place. We were on propane. We we're paying six hundred bucks a month. Again, I'm trying to get jobs Jeez. anywhere. Six hundred yeah. bucks a month to heat. We couldn't do it. The house was like built in the '40s, so it was, did not. You could watch. We had a helium balloon, and we actually watched it go like this through the hallways, through well, if all the windows oh closed because there was such a draft. It would actually scare you, man. I mean, you'd be like in the middle of the night, all of a sudden you see this thing floating. I'm like, we got to get rid of that. That balloon's got to go. Yeah. The, uh, but here's what's cool is like we're on a payment plan with the electric company to to keep it on. So we're using like little heaters to stay warm. My son was very little. We had a fireplace. Well, our date that we had to pay got missed. It was like a different date. They turned off all our power. We had no power. So we didn't tell anybody. I was like, I don't want to tell anybody. I mean, we're fine. We had firewood so we heated we had game nights he didn't know what was going on we just had game nights yeah. and we hung out by the fire and uh but here's what's cool has happened you know we're learning that to trust god to trust him to have faith in him uh and i went to an event where i was just helping taking some pictures and somebody came up to me and said hey brian i put something in your ipad for you i was like oh dude hold up let me, let me before you go he's like no no you're good i'll, I'll catch you later i got in a car now here's how much money we owed the electric they said if we can turn your electric back on but it's nine hundred and seventy-two dollars. That's a lot of money when you you not you don't have a job. Uh, yeah. You can't get hired anywhere. So we knew that was happening, and we were praying about it and trying not to worry about it. Nobody knew. I get in the car. My wife opens my iPad, and this check falls out. And she's like, "It was a guy named Ryan." She's like, "Do you know what Ryan just what do you, what's this for? But did you say something to Ryan?" I was like, "I didn't say anything to Ryan. What's going on?" She's like, "There's a check in here." I was like, "How much?" And she's like. $974. I was like, what? So I immediately picked up the phone. I was like, Ryan, dude, like, and we were like, I mean, we're friends, but we're like, not like, we're not like close, close friends. We're just, we're friends. Yeah. I was like, dude, I was like, what, what, how, how did this happen? He said, well, me and my wife was praying and we felt like God told us write a check for you for that amount. And I was like, dude, you have no idea. And I thanked him. He's like, you don't have to thank me. I was like, no, I do. Cause you were obedient. You were able to listen. I wouldn't have, that would have been, I wouldn't have cut a check for that, that, at that time. So, but during that time, at the end of the year, going through all this, God teaching us to trust him. I asked my wife, I said, how much money we, me and her both used to work and we made, you know, well over a hundred thousand dollars a year. I said, how happy were we? And she said, we weren't happy. We were always like, if we could just get a little bit more, if we could just make a little bit more, we'd be good. But no matter how much we made, we were never happy. I said, how happy, how happy have we been this last year? She said, this has been the best year of our marriage. We've become closer. You know, we spend more time together. We, we've been able to go out to dinner and stuff. Now get this. I said, do you have any idea how much we've lived on for the last year? And she didn't. And we gave to other organizations and stuff when we're through this time, we lived on $19,000, $19,000. And it was the happiest year. But what he showed me is like, and picture yourself in a boat going down a river and you come to a fork. If you ask me, should I go left or should I go right? And you don't hear anything. You don't hear an answer left or right. Then trust and know that I'm in the boat with you. And that means if you go left or I go, you go right, I'm with you. If you read his word, you'll realize when God, when anybody did anything, God made it very clear when they were not supposed to do something. But if I say, if I don't want you to go left, I'm going to make it clear to you. Don't go there. 
But trusting him is knowing, hey, if he's not telling you no, don't go there. He's with you. Because I know when you step through that door of the unknown, you get to experience things that you never would have experienced if you would have stayed on the other side. Hey everyone, I want to take a second and invite you to join us live in the metaverse. You can join us live at the Killer Bee Studios. All you need is your very own VR headset. You can order an Oculus headset using the affiliate link in our show notes. Not only does it help support what we're doing here at Killer Bee, but Meta will also hook you up with some cool reward points. So be sure to check out the link in our show notes. And we hope to see you at our virtual studio.